Welcome to the Earn Your Guns podcast. Where gear is cool, training is cooler, but being based in moral philosophy is what is best in life. Jake and I were talking, and we think it's time to revisit the purpose of this podcast, clarify the intent behind this project a little bit, and give some clarification on where we got some of the ideas that we base some of our imagery off of and guide some of the, some of the guiding concepts that we're using for this project. So I'll kick it off and just sort of reintroduce where we got the name for the podcast. Um, Earn Your Guns is an idea that we actually took from a Stephen King series, The Dark Tower. Uh, which revolves around Roland of Gilead. And in in that lore, Roland's effectively a knight. Um, different, you know, obviously written as a different universe. Uh, he carries guns. As a part of that, you know, he was raised to be a gunslinger. His father was a gunslinger. His grandfather was a gunslinger. So he was raised to carry on that lineage. Part of that is it's not, it's not a birthright. You have to earn your position as a gunslinger. And in the lore, they talk about earning your guns. Because in, in the book series, there, there's firearms throughout. Um, other, other people have guns, but the the revolvers carried by the gunslingers are very distinctive. They're of a much higher quality than the other firearms that are available, and they're very distinctive. So it turns into an identifying piece of the gunslinger. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess one of the things that they, they get into in the backstory is that, you know, these, these, these people are trained from children they're brought up and raised in this culture to, to one day, you know, to carry on this legacy, but they have to prove their worthiness. And ultimately, um, you know, the, the, the people like there's a, there's a particular guy that like trains them and he, he's responsible for mentoring, almost raising them a little bit. He's sort of like a mm -hmm. surrogate, like father. And he ultimately the, the the final test so to speak is that they they have to they have to defeat this guy in mutual combat mm -hmm. that's that's the rite of passage to like to be to become a gun you know to carry these guns mm -hmm. and beyond just being the the gun-toting badass of the society They've got a part, part of their charge, you know, and this, the book series takes place kind of post-apocalyptic for this society, but ideally. Well, well no, actually, actually it takes place before and after, like and at, it, establishes, yeah. it establishes the society and it, it's kind of, it's kind of out of time. It's a little bit like star, you know, mm -hmm. a long time ago in a galaxy far, far, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Like, but, but at some point here, like and it's weird. It transcends universes, timelines, different worlds, whatever, you know, their world, their ours kind of thing. But like, 
But at some point, you know, supposedly the world moved on, which is like a metaphor for the, the collapse of society, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, right? And, uh, and, and yeah, like, in, in any case, it, it's about their, their role in keeping peace, order, you know, whatever you want to call it, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. same concept of uh, you know again we'll go we'll go with Star Wars right you know Jedi, Jedi Knights like what is their role? Yeah, they're they're like, the peacekeepers in in the galaxy. It's a very very similar concept, and they're the the gunslingers are expected to be of high moral character. Um, you know, very e- even tempered individuals. Um, they're supposed to be the the best of their society, basically. So much like Jake and I were talking before we started recording, you know, kind of your same concept as your Arthurian knights, right? Yes. In, in reality, like knights were just another part of the feudal, feudal system, but idealistically, you know, they were supposed to be the, the defenders of good, maintain good order and discipline, and of high moral character. It's very similar to what the gunslingers are in the Dark Tower lore. And both of us have latched onto that because, frankly, we feel that's something lacking in society. And getting into the whole gunslinger discussion, because we had had a small discussion on that in the Facebook group on defining gunslingers. And I feel like we need to we need to codify like what what we mean when we use that term because as, as I saw it not dogging anybody but it, it's it seemed to be misunderstood what our intent was when we posed the question yeah yeah because I mean and, and, and I'll be honest I mean as I said you know in, in my prior, Thing before this, uh, you know, I latched onto the concept, you know, the, the the Western, you know, archetype of the gunslinger. And as people, as people rightfully pointed out, like, yeah, if you actually look at that period of history, like, no, it, it wasn't necessarily this super honorable thing. It was just guys who carried guns. They, mm-hmm. you know, they forced their will on other people. You know what I mean? Like, might makes right and blah blah blah. You know, but still, like, in the ideal vision of that. Yeah, you know what, dude? It's John Wayne and fucking Gary Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look at like, uh, you know, to me, because I was a weird kid and I liked old time radio shows growing up. Like, when when I think of like Old West gunslinger, I think U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon from the radio show Gunsmoke. Like Gunsmoke, yeah, like yeah, absolutely. You know, that's that's what I'm saying, right? You know, the Magnificent Seven, right? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. all these. Yeah, you think of all these. You think of all these things, man. Um, you know, and, and and honestly, like, like yes, it's it's it's. Are things really like that? Not necessarily, but like, but that's the concept that we're that we're like looking to here, right? You know, mm-hmm. and again, that's what Roland was essentially based on. Like, yeah, yeah, he was this kind of hybrid of, uh, you know, an Arthurian knight and your mythical old west gunslinger yep and, and exactly like is is 
is the world really like that? No, but it's an ideal you can look at and go, you know, I mean, and again, in a perfect world, if, if cops were as good as, you know, like, dude, cops should be viewed this way. Like, mm -hmm. it's sad that it's become like cops are, you know, whatever, however they're viewed now, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we can leave that up to the listener to interpret it because I don't think we really need to explain how cops are viewed in. No, the yeah, 21st century. It's, it's too complicated. It's outside. It's outside the scope of this discussion, really. Like exactly. It, yeah, you, you you get the point, right? Like, mm -hmm. but but again, you know, we're we're approaching this idealistically, like, and we understand that the world the, world, the world's not ideal. The world's far from ideal. Like, exactly. Like, if yeah, if we if we lived in a perfect world, like I'd be out of a job. It'd be great if if I. You know, if we didn't need dudes to put badges on and go enforce the law, you wouldn't but, need gun. You wouldn't need guns either. That's the no, whole point. Like, yeah, but you know, it's at some point you got to accept it's not perfect. It, world. It is. It, it, is, it is what it perfect. is, man. Yep. So you you know you can either wish it wish it be like it won't be, or <laughs> <laughs> accept that it's an imperfect world, but that doesn't. That isn't a pass to not strive. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I guess that's the point. It's like do your do your part. Like try to mm -hmm. be. You know, don't don't use it as an excuse to be a piece of shit. Worse, not <laughs> yeah. as good. Yeah, not a piece of shit. Like right, like that's what we're always talking about, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where with with when we talk about gunslingers as an ideology we're not talking about the shadow archetypes which is really what the reality has created right are your call them well infamous your infamous gun wild west gunslingers like the there's shadow archetypes of the ideal what, the, the ideal. ideal yeah yeah like yep. and just because they they were the reality doesn't mean we need to allow the the concept to be bastardized, right? It's like same same thing with manliness, right? You know, manliness is turning yep. into a fucking dirty word in twenty twenty three. Like, no, that's because you you only have an understanding or you only view man manliness from its shadow archetypes. Yeah, yeah. Re, you know, I don't know. Re, try to reclaim the ideal. Uh huh. Exactly, which is part of what we're part, part of what we're trying to do here. Yeah, we're you know I, like I'm like this. This may come as a shock to some, but I am a human, so I am imperfect. Like <laughs> I, I I I fuck shit up because I just can't I I can't escape the human condition. But again, doesn't give me a pass on trying to be better. You know, so with with the gunslinger, just just I, I think we should state very clearly like what we see as the true true form of the gunslinger. Or you know, you could use the term knight. Um, you know, when I was still doing jewel lab stuff, it was you know my project was around the Minutemen, and I'm not gonna let that project die. I, I want to carry that into this project because it it's a much broader concept than I think people appreciate. 
and I think I, I've, my perception is that people do get bogged down with those shadow archetypes. So when we talk about gunslinger and Jake, I'll, I'll let you clarify your side of it as well. But just from my perspective, you know, when I, when I am talking about a gunslinger, it is somebody of that's of high moral character that strives for the ideal with the understanding that perfect is impossible, but perfect doesn't need to be the enemy of good. And they also understand that <laughs> good, good doesn't be the enemy of better either. Like, yeah, exactly. Like it's, <laughs> you know, it's not, not accepting that. Well, it's good enough, right? Like you, you can get by just fine in this world, being a good enough human being. But honestly, if you're listening to the show, you're probably not down with that concept. Like we're not. So we we, we would hope, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's, you know, the the gunslinger to me is somebody that is proficient at their craft, whatever that might be, is, has a competent understanding of applied violence. And the, the biggest one for me is they deal with the people around them appropriately, right? Yep. You know, and for for most of the people that you deal with, that's going to be just being a decent human. You know, it's a, it's a big thing for me that I, as I'm trying to figure out doing this interdiction thing as a cop, um, you know, one of the things one of my mentors says a lot, it's like, be fucking nice. Like, you know, until somebody gives you a reason not to be, just be nice. You know, if it's a traffic stop, if you're serving a warrant, if it's the barking dog call, like, just be nice. See, nice is a weird thing, right? But like, ultimately, man, like, I I think politeness is a term that really civility is a term that really needs to like kind of make a comeback. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. which ultimately, so I, I can clarify that a little bit. That's, that's ultimately what he's, he's talking about. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I'm nitpicking here, but, but, but words do mean things. Yeah. Words mean things. I, I I wouldn't call it nitpicking. And and one thing too, like to go with that, sorry, I'll let you get back to it in a minute, but uh, is, is the whole thing with, uh, you know, like this tough guy bullshit, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, uh, 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 an armed society is a polite society. Like, you know, all this shit. Like, yeah, you know, it's like, motherfucker, you don't know what it means to be polite. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, or the whole thing about, a, you know, uh, you know, savages are more uh, courteous than, or civilized men are more discourteous than savages because of fear of having their skull split, whatever the fuck. Like, yeah, all these platitude fucking things, right? But like, people mm-hmm. don't actually think about what they mean. Like, be polite to people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, the default should always be civility and politeness. You know, manners make it man. Whatever, whatever the hell you want to say, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know really like, you know, and he's he he's using nice because that's I I know no, not yeah. not not not. Not trying to be too much of an asshole, but that's that's an easy term to uh, to uh, explain to cops. So, 
<laughs> sure. Uh, I, I, I'm tracking. I just, I just want, I just wanted to clarify, right? Like mm-hmm. to me, when you yeah. say nice, nice to me, oh, he's a nice guy. Like that to me yeah. sounds like you're. That to me sounds like you're a fucking like smarmy salesman. What are you trying to sell me yeah. something? Yeah. Exactly. And that, that's all I had on that thought. So I'll turn it over to you, Jake, to to find gunslinger. Sure. I mean, yeah, like most of what you said is, is, is great. I don't, I don't know what else there is to add other than just to say like, I don't know, like here, here's an, here's another thing that like to me is like highly influenced me. It's like, you know, like kind of the, you know, the, the philosophy of, uh, you know, like Heinlein, like that dude was a brilliant philosopher that was just disguised as a guy who wrote like, fiction. Yeah. you know what I mean? Yep. Like Starship Troopers, right? What is that whole, you know, the, 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 again, the book, not the movie, you know, like fucking, yes. <laughs> you know, but they get into all this shit about like, you know, defining what it means to be a citizen. Like, dude, be a citizen. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to tell you, like a lot of people, and I know, you know, people throw around the word citizen. I'm like, I'm not sure some of you, you act more like residents. I'm not sure you quite deserve mm-hmm. citizenship. Like, and again, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not going to get into this whole thing because it fucking it's a touchy subject. People are like, oh, you know, it's it's self serving, you know, because of course, you know, you're a veteran, so you think that only you know veterans can like. No, I didn't say that. You know what I'm saying? And and to be honest, man, like, dude, I served with people who I thought were pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did too, right? Plenty of like, them. <laughs> like, I don't think it makes you. I don't think it makes you a good fucking person. Although I do think it contributes, I think there's like a correlation between mm-hmm. service and fucking being a good citizen. Like, yep, I do. You know, now, of course, there are other ways to serve. There are other ways to be a good citizen. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying it's 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 binary, binary. It's all or nothing, right? But like, but I do actually think that like, I don't know, man. Like you said, be 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 a truly good upstanding citizen like mm-hmm. you want what's best for you want what's best for the you know your community society whatever you know it's it's not about you you have to honestly i think what's wrong with the world today is you got people who they don't value anything more than their own life Right. For real. Like, I, I truly think that you actually have to, you want to be a moral person, you have to think that there are somewhere in your frame of reference, there has to be something worth, uh, that's, that's worse than dying. Yep. Okay. I yeah, think you which... have to be willing to, I think you have to be, I think, man, you got to be pretty in touch with violence. Like, because mm-hmm. the world run, the world runs on violence. Like violence is golden, whatever the hell, you know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> violence is a virtue. Like we've talked about on here. Violence is a virtue. Yeah. Like it's almost like all these, it's almost like we sat here and thought about all these fucking rules that we articulated. <laughs> yeah. What a wild concept. And yeah, yeah. On, on the violence piece, since we're, since, since you touched on it, let's, let's clarify again what we, what we're talking about when we are talking about violence, because when you, when you bring up violence now, Generally speaking, people are just thinking about physical. It's another dirty, inter- it's another dirty fucking word. Mm-hmm. 
Why? Yeah, it's, it, it's, you know, they, they immediately jump to, you know, whooping somebody's ass or killing them, like, as the only forms of no. violence. Like, no. It's, it's the application of force, some mm-hmm. level of force, which could be a low level of force. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes it, it's just it's just being forceful. It's about fucking establishing expectations, boundaries, like, mm-hmm. and and enforcing them. Like, yep. <laughs> and, you know, like, like the idea that voting is a violent act. That that is a low level of violence that an alarmingly low number of people use, but. That is well. No, no. Okay, it's well, it's an alarmingly low level of people use it, but then there's people who. It's alarming that they use it. <laughs> it's alarming that you do use it. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like this is what you want. This is what you want to use that for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, and I'm talking about whether you directly do it, right, or fucking, you know, you need to define what you're willing to kill somebody about, die over, mm-hmm. like. If you don't understand that, you, in my opinion, are not a fucking moral person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like, yeah, kind kind of related back to our episode with with Mark. Like, you you're living accidentally. Like, yeah, you know, if you've haven't sat down and decided what your moral code is, what what right and wrong is to you. If it's, if those are ambiguous ideas to you, like, again, probably not listening to this podcast, but. Yeah, right. We're like, we're, yeah, we're not talking to you, but what yeah. we are trying to do to be clear. So people are like, cool. Why are you talking then? Like mm-hmm. what we do want is we want you to go spread this idea to other people. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, and for the people that listen to this, if you haven't sat down and done done the thought exercises about, you know, like like Jake and I talk a lot about different uses of force in the law enforcement context because you're taking some college classes on the topic right now. Um, yep. You know, look, looking at those and doing the overlay of like, okay, one, what have, what have the courts said about you know, what, what was at play with these uses of force, right? Because that's the, right. the court system should be a reflection of society at large and is kind of the standard bearer for what we accept societally at an idealistic level, right? If we start talking about like Graham v. Connor, right? Your your average person isn't wouldn't have articulated, you know, use of force facts like the courts did, but because we expect more of the courts because they're again, kind of the standard bearers for this. They, they sat there and codified like, okay, what, what makes a reasonable, what makes an objectively reasonable use of force, right? So overlay it with that. And then, yeah, overlay it with societal expectations. Uh, did that issue need to be forced at all? Right. Talking yeah. about like what, what laws are at play without getting into like the morality of laws, but you know, what, what laws are at play and in the spirit of the law, did that issue need to be pushed? Right. Right. And and to be clear, all that matters. Like there are people who do like, this is a legitimate field of study, right? You know, jurisprudence, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, what are the basis of laws? Right. Like, you know, cool. But that's beyond like the scope of this discussion. We might Mm -hmm. go back to it later. Like 
don't know. Um, or, or, you know, again, like, I think this is, this is a topic for another, for another time, but like, just to, to, as a little bit of a, a, a taste of it, like, man, I think that we need to start conceptualizing use of force in terms of, yeah, like you can lay down standards of what is objectively reasonable and, you know, apply it. But instead of applying, just applying, you know, oh, okay, this is the framework and this is the facts and like, cool, that's, that's great. But there's still a value judgment involved. Mm -hmm. You understand? Like in terms of like, do I need to force this issue? Mm -hmm. And, and again, I would argue, I would argue that bad uses of force are fundamental character flaws. Yeah, because a person didn't actually sit around and fucking prepare themselves and go, "Is this important? What do what does my what does my moral code say about this? Mm -hmm. Should I be killing? Is this worth killing somebody about?" Yep. Like for, you know, for like the example I gave to you, um, this was while I was still in training, but you know, we were responding to what just based off the dispatch info tech technically fit the statute for simple assault. Yep. However, <laughs> our suspect was 78 years old. So as we're going <laughs> to the call, my, my trainer asked me, he looks at me, he's like, okay, so this dude's 78, like what, what level of force are we going to use to enforce the law here? I'm like, man, I, I ain't going much beyond words. Like, if we determine this dude needs to go to jail, like, what am I gonna? Am I gonna beat the shit out of Grandpa because I need to enforce the law? No, like that's that that's impractical. Right, and and, and like and I said, that's, yeah, that's at, at some point, like, yeah, like, can can you live with that decision? Like you said, like, look and see your Grandpa. Are you gonna whip your Grandpa's ass because he doesn't want to fucking because he doesn't want to cooperate? Like, no. And, and, and like, ultimately, like, you know, there is, there is always some gray area. Like, it's like you said, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, e even so, like, ultimately, you know, uh, uh, for example, you know, there, there are statutes that like, yeah, if you read the language, like in a really dry way, like, yeah, it may say you can do that, but like, would a jury of your peers think that shit is reasonable? Exactly. Go, going back to that ob objective reasonableness standard, which is in layman's terms, like what a similarly trained officer in a similar now situation. To be, now, now to be clear, like the general public is kind of fucking stupid. So true. It, but. it, it, it does cut both ways, right? Like, yep. you know, so, so it, like I said, I mean, I'm encountering it all the time. I have these discussions in my fucking, in my fucking college courses and these fucking idiot kids are like, that's terrible. How do they do that? I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, mm -hmm. do we not, do we not like, are we not watching the same thing here? Like, yeah. Did, did you and yeah? Did you and I read the same article? Did we watch the same video? So, but but yeah. Like at the end of the day, like if you got twelve normal, rational people that with a little bit of education and guided, you know, a little bit of instruction, essentially, right? Like you told them, like, mm -hmm. yeah, this is how it works. Like, would they re would they actually think that what you did was reasonable? Mm -hmm. 
And at the end of the day, can you live with it? Because like you said, if you look at it and like be like, I'm not killing this motherfucker over this. Like I'm just not doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, <laughs> no, another one, and I'll, I'll be a little, little more vague on this because I don't want to reference a specific case that I was involved with. But um, let's let's go with the again vaguely the let's say men- mentally handicapped juvenile that may or may not be posing imminent danger to himself, just himself. Mm-hmm. You know, but but he's armed. Uh, gonna you gonna shoot the kid because he's armed? You know, we we're I was talking about that with some some of my other colleagues. You know that that concept and posed with the idea. One of my, one of my buddies was like, "Nah, sounds like I'm relying on my cardio until somebody else could get get a less lethal shotgun involved, like because I'm not gonna shoot the kid." Right? Yeah. I mean. And, and that's a decision that every person has to make. Like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where the line is. I don't know what, at what point it becomes so fucking morally egregious that you're like, that, you know, anybody's condemning it, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, like, but yeah, like that's the whole thing, man. Like being armed in and of itself isn't like a fucking that's not the end all and be all, right? Like, it's not a crime in and of itself to be armed. Yeah, like, 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 especially in this society, like, it shouldn't be. Although it's starting to get like regarded that way. Oh, there's a person with a gun. I'm like, so. Yeah, it's like, what's yeah. what is inherently wrong with that? You understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know, like I, or, I, or, or, or worse, or worse, people think, oh, well, he was unarmed. Why did you shoot him? Like. Why, why is this, why is this like a fucking, why is this like a fucking, a binary, like either or choice, man? Mm-hmm. Like, like they're not mutually exclusive. You don't have to be armed to be dangerous. Mm-hmm. And being armed does not inherently make you dangerous. Yep. Yeah. It's like Which, a joke about where I work. It's like, man, there's a gun in the car on almost all of my traffic stops. Like statistically, if you, if you look at, yeah, if you look at the stats, like I'm talking about nationwide, like, and you look at all the number of guns in the country, people who fucking own them. And again, whether it's underreported, whatever, you know, like all this stuff, like at the end of the day, like you can probably guess that like a significant number of households in this fucking country, like there's a gun there, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's just the way it is. Yep. And and they're well within their rights to do that. That's the whole point. Like Yep. It is not a crime to fucking have a gun. Like it's just not. Mhm. You know, and I guess like uh I guess that kind of rolls to the next little topic here unless you got something else to add. No, that was that, that's a perfect segue. That, uh, yeah, so the segue is, you know, again, we, we, we get into the, the semantics. Oh, is, is the gun a tool? Is it a talisman? Like, do, does it need to be either one? Is it a little bit of both? Which is what we talked I'd, about. I would, is argue, like... I would argue yes. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Like, going back to the fucking, to the gunslinger thing, you know? Like, those those guns 
were a symbol. Mm-hmm. Like, even after the world moved on, like, in this world, all the people who are old enough to remember what it was like before, because to be clear, so Roland, Roland is the last one, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the whole order of gunslingers or whatever, it's gone, right? Yep. But there are people who remember them, and they see they just see him in passing he's just and they and they they recognize you know he's got these guns which there are very few in this world you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like and and you know again very distinctive you know the craftsmanship the sandalwood grips they see you know like those are those are like an elemental like iconic thing like people mm-hmm. know what that means and he instantly has credibility and moral authority just because people see these guns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's the equivalent of carrying Excalibur. Like, because they, yep. it's, you know, and again, it's not just about the tool. It's about the moral authority that comes along with the person that carries that tool. Yes. Yes. Which is, you know, in as Jake and I were talking about it, that's kind of where we landed on the idea that it, like the gun can kind of be both, you know, yes, it, it, it is, it is a tool that can be used to, you know, defend yourself, defend others, uh, you know, in a amoral way, you know, used to harm others, but there, there's also a little bit of talisman that goes along with that. Or maybe should be right now. Just I having should- the gun isn't the, you know that is right. Yeah, yeah. And, and any asshole can fucking wave around a gun, whatever, like that. Like, no. But I'm talking about somebody who, with moral legitimacy, carries a gun. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And like, and it's it's a it's a right. It's a privilege. No, it's a fucking duty. Like, mm-hmm. a good fucking citizen in our society, in my opinion, carries a fucking gun. Mm-hmm. And you know, like, like. Like we were talking about, um, even outside of being a badge wearing dude, like before I had this job, I still carried a gun as right, right, regular, regular citizen. And to be clear, dude. I, to be clear, I'm not a fucking cop. I've never been a cop. I've never like, but mm-hmm. I've carried a gun my entire adult fucking life because mm-hmm. that's to me what that that shit's about, you know? Like, yeah, and getting uh, getting into like the the morality side of it and kind of clarify the the moral side of it it's like i carry it regardless of my job because i be, i believe i am capable and competent with the tool and i feel i have a moral and civic duty to be ready to assist my fellow man it, it go you know for me it goes beyond the whole like not my monkeys not my circus you know only for me and mine like i i'm no, I'm no. not. I'm because, personally because, not down with that concept because I'm a gun. Because I'm a fucking gunslinger. Like I am a. I've. I am a self fucking style. Like, I decided I am that. You know, right? Like, mm-hmm. exactly. Like you know, Kantian philosophy, right? Categorical imperative. Mm-hmm. I live according to my own categorical imperative. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just gets into that the idea that there's just. Again, regardless of like job, there's just shit that I'm not gonna abide. 
Yeah. No. Exactly. Like some some fucking you know miscreant wants to you know Pookie wants to go uh, you know knock over the fucking stop and rob like yeah yeah not on my watch like mm-hmm. yeah I'm not I'm not down with that like got it yeah you can you, yeah just just be a good witness like you know yeah what if you lose like yeah what yeah I might fucking lose like shit what if I don't dude? do anything right yeah exactly like you gonna you gonna live with that are you that much are you that much of a bitch. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. not not for me, man. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But you got people who like think that way. Like again, they're like mm-hmm. the, the worst thing they can imagine in life is, well, I could die. Yeah, you you get killed walking your doggy. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and like you know, <laughs> spoiler alert. Like we're all gonna die. So. And I think I think ultimately, man, that's that's the philosophy we're trying to create here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I can't I, compel I can't compel anybody to go along with me, but I can sure as fuck preach what I think, man. Like, mm-hmm. set an example, lead by example, right? Like, yes, exactly. And I think, you know, I, I like, think to wrap this, yeah. No, okay. So, like, ultimately, man, like, you know, in terms of, you know, it, it was funny because back before we before we started, you know, collaborating, you know, I had the I had the enlightened EDC over there, right? And it was like, mm-hmm. you probably recall this. Like, I know we were friends. Like, it's like you recall I made a post where, like, I was talking about like, and people were like, oh, so you want vigilantism? Like, no, I advocate pro social violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it's not, yeah, it's not a mental gymnastics thing. Like, vi- vigilantism is just taking the law into your own hands. Like, no, not, not, I'm not talking about taking the law into yeah, my own hands. I'm talking about exactly. fucking, I'm talking about, you know, I don't want to live in a fucking world where, you know, immoral people can just do whatever the fuck they want. Like, no. Exactly. <laughs> and you don't need to go. And put on a it's, uniform. It's, it's, not, it's not an emotional response. It's fucking exactly. It's it's not today. Like, yeah, it's it, it's something that you've you've sat and reasoned on. You know, you've you've meditated on the idea. It's like, no, I just ain't. I ain't down with that. So, get a so what are you gonna do about that? it? What are you gonna yeah, do exactly? About yeah. <laughs> yeah. Carry the gonna carry the tools so that I can do something about it if presented with the situation. You're not, yep. you know, running around with your fucking Batman cape on at night, cruising around hunting bad guys, but... No. Nope. Nope. And, like, yeah, like I said, I mean, if, if you need somebody to, like, to do it for you or this or that, like, what are you doing? You know... Like, you don't need a badge to confer fucking moral authority to say, like, no. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I mean, we've talked about this at great fucking length. Like, I'm not really different than you. Like, I don't have less... The, the only thing is, nobody told me I had responsibility. You yep. understand? Like, it's not in my job description. It's not in, like, you know, it's not, like... And, and, and to some degree, I guess I don't have, I don't have like the color of law authority to go do any, but like, 
But you know what, dude? Like, it's fucking perfectly grounded in common law principles. Like, Mm -hmm. Connor v. Graham, fucking Tennessee v. Garner. Like, those things apply to me as well. Mm -hmm. Like, you as a private citizen have the exact same fucking rights to fucking exercise and say, like, yeah, like, ain't tolerating this. Like, this is grounded, like, English common law going back, like, as far like. Yeah, you see some miscreant in the street, like, and he's fucking plainly done something. He's committed a crime. He's fuck. He's a threat to society. Do something about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like it's like we've talked about, and I don't I don't know if this is necessarily universal across the fifty states, but at, at least in the states you and I live in, like for like from from my state, like I've talked about, the only the only real difference in my authority is that I'm told to go places, but as far as like, you know, even, even like restraint or criminal apprehension, like citizens in my state under codified law have basically the same authority as I do to apprehend suspects. Yeah. If you wit, yeah. If you witness a fucking crime, like, yeah, you're, you are well within your rights. I'm going to argue it's your civic duty. Like, and I'm sure I, I haven't yet had it yet, but I'm sure it's happened where, you know, cops got called to a situation, and by the time they got there, suspect was uh, hogtied by a couple of dudes in blue jeans and cowboy boots. Like, yeah, man, it just it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So I think. To wrap this episode, I actually I actually think this would be a, a good place to talk about Kohlberg's stages of moral development, and yeah, that's something sure, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna post on on Facebook as well, so that our, our listeners have an easy place to have a discussion about it. But since since you brought it to my attention, Jake, I'll let you introduce it, and then I'd I'd like to wrap the episode talking about that the scenario that I found that Kohlberg posed. Yeah, sure. So uh, yeah, Kohlberg was a was a I don't know I guess a researcher, um, yeah, and he tackled uh, you know the subject of uh, moral development and basically he he kind of uh, he kind of qualifies it and he breaks down into uh, well three three tiers. Um, so it's uh, pre-conventional, conventional, and post-conventional, and within each of those, there's two stages. And so typically in uh, pre-conventional, that, that generally applies to, you know, small children, right? Pre-adolescent, you know, less than 10 or so, you know, mm-hmm. they, uh, so primarily it's like smallest children. What, what are they, what are they, uh, what, what, what drives their morality? Well, they, they don't want to be punished. Mm-hmm. They avoid punishment. Okay. Uh, then, then in, it kind of advances to, all right, stage two. What 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 will this do for me? Right, like self interest. Mm-hmm. Um, that then you move into the next tier, and you become an adolescent. You know what do you what do you want? You want to be accepted by your peers, right? So it's driven by that, right? Um, mm-hmm. You'll 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 make decisions based on what will make you accepted. Like then it goes into finally, eh? You get your I'd almost argue it's sort of indoctrination, right? Like, you know, what's, what's beaten to most people, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, your what, you know, what society says and, 
authority, norms, rules, right? Like, yeah, you just follow the rules, right? You just, you do what you're told. It's your, yeah. it's color your duty, is, you know? Color inside the lines, yeah. Color inside the lines, basically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good, good way of putting it. Um, and, and by the way, according to Kohlberg, at least, this is where most people stop. They will not make it out of fucking stage four. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. Or even three, really. Like, they're going to stay in this, they're going to stay in this zone most of their life. Like, and then they only fifteen to twenty percent of adults will ever make it beyond into the next little tier, you know, and your uh, your last two stages. So stage five is essentially you you start to you start to dig into like the why you want some reasons essentially, but ultimately you you still sort of defer to the rules like. You're like, well, this is what society says, so you know, I, I go along with that. Like, um, and then stage six is purely like ethical ethical principles. You decide your own morality, and it transcends like doing the right thing in your own framework. Transcends norms, rules, laws, everything, and that's like the peak of development i guess mm-hmm. and so one one of kohlberg's scenarios that he would give to help determine where where in the stages Subject. of development Subject. like yeah, yeah yeah you talk he'd be talking to yeah as people. as part it's part of you know as part of his researching Research. you know this was one of one of the scenarios that he gave and i'll, I'll just read it off here because it's it's pretty short but so the scenario is Heinz's wife was dying from a particular type of cancer. Doctors said a new drug might save her life. The drug had been discovered by a local chemist, and Heinz tried desperately to buy some, but the chemist was charging 10 times what it cost to make the drug, and this was more than Heinz could afford. Heinz could only raise half the money, even after help from family and friends. He explained to the chemist that his wife was dying and asked if he could have the drug cheaper or pay the rest of the money later. The chemist refused, saying that he had discovered the drug and was going to make make money from it. The husband was desperate to save his, his wife, so later that night he broke into the chemist and stole the drug. And as far as like series of questions that Kohlberg would ask, you know, one is just should Heinz have stolen the drug? Would it change anything if Heinz did not love his wife? What if the person dying was a stranger? Would it make any difference? And should the police arrest the chemist for murder if the woman dies? Yeah, that's, I mean, it's it's definitely, at the very least, thought-provoking. And I'd like to uh, get some feedback about what people think about it. Mm-hmm. And we'll post that in there. And I... It, Honestly, in the in the interest of not coloring responses, I, I say we reserve ours for I'm not, yeah, the I'm comments not, section I'm later. Say, I'm not going to say what I think. You and I have discussed it. Like, yep. So I think we'll leave the listeners with that to chew on. Again, I'm gonna I'll make a post about that on the face on on the Facebook page and the Facebook group. It's just an area to have discussion on it. Which, Jake, if you got nothing else, I I'm gonna roll into. Uh, the final housekeeping stuff. Nope. I'm good. Cool. Yeah. If, if 
you want to come have discussion on this stuff, if if you want to tell us we're wrong, like we're open to having that discussion, come join the Facebook group, follow the Facebook page. We've got a Patreon that I'm trying to figure out how to use properly so that it's worth your time and money. The target is in the works. I think we've got somebody now that will actually help us bring that to reality. And other than that, tell your friends about the podcast. And until next time, don't be a piece of shit.